It needs these these youth to get a hold of this. And I see that more high schools are taking this on and buying equipment and then it's trickling down to the middle schools. And so, I mean, I don't think pickleball is going away anytime soon. I think that I, I just love this sport. It just bridges so many gaps between ages and genders and um, I just, I, I'm excited about the future. I see an explosion. Hi, welcome back to the Future of Pickleball. We're gonna have a fun show today. I've got a wonderful guest doing some very cool stuff. Mary Beth Henthorne, welcome to the Future of Pickleball. Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. Mary Beth runs a, an amazing pickleball program at an amazing university at Texas A&M. And I want her to tell us about, I did not realize until we were having our preview conversation, some of the things that have gone on there. Mary Beth, tell us about the history of pickleball at A&M. Yeah, so we have been teaching pickleball and in like camps, for youth since 1981. We've been doing intramurals um, since that time. So we've been really teaching pickleball for about 30 years when it wasn't popular. Sure. Uh, and, and of course it's exploding now, but um, again, kids that went to Camp Adventure, which is a camp that my department runs, have been learning pickleball since since the 80s so perfect now you know in, in your department give us a little bit of an idea as to what your uh position is at the university and what it has allowed you to do with pickleball yeah so we have recently uh, my department has been mentioned in the dink magazine as having one of the largest programs we also teach pickleball to students they get college credit for learning pickleball. i love that crazy but i am uh, a instructional assistant professor um, in the Department of Health and Kinesiology, formerly Health and Kinesiology, it's Kinesiology and Sport Management right now, um, but specifically in the Physical Education Program. And we have eight classes that we teach to college students semester, um, each semester. So 300 students taking these classes, getting credit for it. We also have a club program now that uh, my buddy, Mike Hannock and I, um, oversee. Now, I know that club programs are really the cornerstone to making college programs go and having inter-college programs. How does that happen? And for some somebody affiliated with a college or university around the country that might see this, how, how does someone start a, a club program at the university level? Yeah, so there has been talk about it being um, a you know, a NCAA sport, but that is very complicated when it comes to uh, scholarships. And, and so usually when a new sport comes into play, it's, it's at the club level. And club sports usually, and I say usually because at Texas A&M, they are run through recreational sports programming. Right. So you have to get a group of kids that want to, I say kids, young adults, sure. college students that want to you know they have to they have to come up with officers they have to come up with all of the organizational structure to a club and they have to be a club not a sports club but a club at, at Texas A&M for 2 years before the sports club under recreational sports or intramurals will take them on and now w within that structure my understanding is is that is that very often universities require a faculty member or somebody to be, are they an advisor to a club? Does that make sense? Correct, yeah. So uh, Mike Hannock, uh, that's my buddy. I mentioned he is the club advisor and I am the co-advisor. So 
you know, we, we love to play with these kids and, sure. and be at the um, at practices with them. And so, um, yes, you have to have a faculty member sign on to advise. But really, they're running it. Right, right. Right. Uh, you know, we should go back a little bit. I met Mary Beth about four years ago in Texas when I was traveling on a project for Selkirk and uh, was amazed at what she was doing. This woman can play some pickleball. <laughs> Talk about your background, personal background, and what you do even at the pro level. Yeah, so um, pickleball came to me in 2018. Um, there was another faculty member at Texas A&M, Jan Baldwin. She is, we call her Yoda. The pickleball Yoda. Um, she actually started the program back up and got it really hot. Um, and I just kind of took it and ran with it, what she started. And, and she mentioned this thing called pickleball. And I was a tennis player for 40 years. I've played competitive tennis all my life. And, and this thing called pickleball. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll play in your tournament. And Wow. Um, played in one tournament in spring of 2018 and then just fell in love with it. I don't play tennis anymore. Yeah. So so then, I, you know, started competing at the tournament level, um, APPs and PPAs. And and then here recently, I was an indie driver and won the first ever um, champion pro team tournament. Now, you say an indie driver. Uh-huh. I was on the Indiana driver, Indian, uh, indie driver team from the NPL. Okay. I was thinking you were saying you were driving Indy cars. No, I could, though. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, so it is one of the things that I've found very interesting, and I've really followed what Mary Beth is doing in collegiate sports. I know how critical it is for younger people, high school kids particularly, they, they're watching what college kids are doing, looking to go forward. I think that what you guys are doing, and I want to talk in depth about how this is spreading around the country, but I think the really huge driver, in addition to the college kids, will be getting high school kids going, oh, this is a cool thing. How many schools? You've got Texas alone has a pretty vibrant university program, doesn't it? Oh, well, so Texas A&M is obviously the largest program in the state. Um, but we've got several others. Texas Tech has got a program. Rice down in Houston, University of Houston. So, so all these schools are now getting courts. And I mean, you can get interest. I mean, even if you go to... For example, a park down in, in uh, Houston, you can see all the young people starting to pick this up. So sure. there is a there's a movement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a definite movement of youth. And, and especially with our classes, um, they're the first to fill out of the whole university. Like registration just opened last Thursday. They filled in less than 24 hours. <laughs> I love that. It I was love that. Awesome. So, um, so, yeah, we we have uh, TCU up in, in Fort Worth that we play sometimes with it, do a dual match with. Um, we have Texas Tech that comes down sometimes to our tournaments. Um, so Duper is actually holding a collegiate national championship next weekend, and it's MLP-style format, so it's a team. So we have a team that's going to represent Texas A&M at that. And where will that be held? That's in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very Coming up, so I think in the next weekend or so. And I'm guessing at the collegiate club level, team is what it's really all about yes yes definitely on i mean in addition to that there's a young man that goes to point loma college in um, san diego and he is doing some fundraisers to give 
to get money back to the college clubs. So we are having a tournament in December, December 2nd and 3rd. It's, it's called the Alumni Tournament, Texas Alumni Tournament. So it's open to any college student, their parents, the community. He's trying to bridge the gap between colleges and the community. And so that's an individual tournament. So that's a, uh, they could play singles, gender doubles, and mixed doubles for a three-day weekend. Now I'm hearing, I travel a lot in the sport, I'm, and I live in Arizona. I know that some of the universities in, universe, in Arizona are moving along with this. I've heard Colorado and Colorado State are both having programs. Is there, is there any sort of a national collective uh, beginning to form, or is that kind of ad hoc? Yeah, there is. Uh, the National Collegiate Pickleball Association has formed. Um, the young man that's doing the individual tournaments has, has started that. There's a college advisory board, us faculty members who love pickleball get on a Zoom every now and then to talk about what's happening. Um, so, so there are, there are organizations starting to happen in the collegiate realm. Um, North Carolina, I know, has got a good program. Utah Tech. Lots of Arizona schools, UC San Diego. So, so there are programs popping up all over. And I assume that in the next year or so, it's, there's going to be a one association associated with all the pickleball. Very cool. Yeah, I think didn't North Carolina, maybe didn't they win the collegiate? Yeah, they did. Talk a little bit about <laughs> the first collegiate uh, pickleball championships. Yeah, so, so we um, in Texas had the first college tournament. It was called the Texas College Cup in April of 22. And, um, you know, we had 70 or so students that enrolled in that. But then um, I believe it was a duper uh, tournament that happened in November of that same year. It was a big purse. And North Carolina actually won the first duper college uh, national championship. Well, so. I, and then I think they didn't they have a kid named maybe Colin Schick that kind of did pretty well after that. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Colin Schick came off of that winning the his team winning the collegiate championships to then having a very, very impressive first breakout and pushing Ben Johns to the limit. It was yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, he's a good player. You know, we're talking about this. If somebody's watching this, uh, that either is a, a student or a faculty member at a university, what would you recommend they do to kind of find out what's going on or get their school involved? Well, we, we, were, we had students that we were playing with, and, and the students wanted this. So it's really got to be student-driven okay. um, because they're the ones that are organizing it. But they came to us and said, why do we not have a club team? Um, you know, that was the start of the movement. And so you've got to have students that are willing to put in the work and write the bylaws and, you know, hire, hire officers. And so, you know, it's the students who really take on the leadership role. So you've got to, you, you have to get some really good students that are mindful and organized and want this to go forward. Now, so then at, at A&M, but then maybe at other schools as well, is there any kind of a mentorship or leadership role that somebody from the faculty can help those young adults kind of navigate that space? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first step is is the students have got to want it, and then the faculty member has got to be present as well. And those two, when they come and they get together, yeah. then they help each other and the snowball starts rolling from there. But there's got to be a want on the student side, which we had. And there's got to be faculty members who are involved, which we are. Um, and then once the, yeah, then, then it's like a synergistic effect. 
Um, Very nice. So Very the faculty nice. member helps the students. So there's like a list of, of what you need to do to get I mean, any any college has got a list about how students organize a yeah. club, and that's what I've heard from mm -hmm. the different people that I've met around the country. With that, it that the universities are anxious and interested to add any kind of club programs that the students want. Yeah, this it leadership needs, skills. It, I yeah. mean, they're they're developing skills as leaders, and so um, that is very important in the college setting. What is the what are, are the contact numbers or information? How can somebody reach out? Uh, to find out, do you have a website? Yes, so we do have a website. It's texascollegecup.com. That was our first tournament that we started. Um, obviously, I'm an Aggie. I went to Texas A&M um, and now teach there. So Aggie Land Pickleball. So Aggies, Texas Aggies, Aggie Land Pickleball at gmail.com. They can reach out to me and, and I'm happy to help anybody that wants to start a club program or is interested in, in gearing up um, a college club program. Just let me know. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, do take, do take Mary Beth up on that. I have met people all over the country that are involved in college programs. When they hear that there's other organized things going on, I've sent them to Mary Beth. She's been very, very helpful. She's anxious to get them going. Let's make her busy. Yeah, this, this, they love it. I mean, I teach a Kinesis 199 activity class, and it's so fun to go to for me. I mean, that's one of my favorite classes to teach because they want to be there, they want to play, and that's all they want to do is play. I'll like run some drills with them and they'll, coach, can we just play? <laughs> okay. <laughs> After this drill, I promise you're going to like this drill. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Now, so we're, we've come through this thing. What do you see in the horizon? I know this has really kind of blown up at the university level in just the last few years. What do you see in the next few years? Man, it's just hard to, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just so amazed by by the success and the growth of college pickleball right now. I just am excited. I'm excited that these young people are grasping this because that's what this sport needs. Sure. It needs these, these youth to get a hold of this. And I see that more high schools are taking this on and Absolutely. buying equipment. And then it's trickling down to the middle schools. And so... I mean, I don't think pickleball is going away anytime soon. I think that I, I just love this sport. It just bridges so many gaps between ages and genders. And um, I just, I, I'm excited about the future. I see an explosion. Now, there's a, there's a young woman uh, in pickleball in the uh, next gen organization called Rainbow. Mm -hmm. You probably know who Rainbow is. Rain I played Rainbow. Have you? They have, they mixed our, I was in the 50 plus 5-0. She was in the 19 plus 5-0, and because there wasn't a lot of old people playing, they, they, <laughs> they combined us. So I know Rainbow. Well, she's actually received a scholarship. Oh. And there, and I'm, I don't want to say the university because I'll get, I might get it wrong, but she's in, she's in, um, in St. George, Utah, and there were four college scholarships awarded. I think they were relatively modest, but I think it's just a great uh, foreteller of what's to come, and uh, and she's a character. She's got a lot of personality, but it's it's. I think it's coming. And uh, and in in the Phoenix market, we've got GCU uh, that is very very involved in pickleball. ASU is there. Um, it it really seems to be just exploding. Oh yeah, all across the nation, and I, you know, who knows how many other schools that we have not heard about yet right. are are up and running. So if you if you do have programs out there that you've started, please contact us so that we could possibly organize some some play um, because that's what this is going to be about. 
You know, I, I have spoken to a number of people as I get around the marketplace and in the sport about thinking what a cool event it would be to have a pickleball component at a major spring break site. Oh, <laughs> that, that would just be, I think, the visibility. On the beaches of Florida. <laughs> on, on the boardwalk, not on the beach, but, uh, you know, with things like, uh, like um, uh, Pickle Roll and Pickle United where they can put in temporary courts. I just think that some things, but I think the visibility that that could get could be really, really fun. Let's work on that. Yeah, I would, I'll, I'll volunteer. <laughs> Very nice. I get spring break off. <laughs> Very nice. So now um, we're in the growing stages of this. We kind of know things are going on. How about you and I stay in touch on this as we go forward and Absolutely. maybe periodically update the world on, on what's happening? And I would really love to know when there's some sort of national synergy where schools all over the country can just go, yep, all we need to do is jump on board and get going. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's stay in con contact with each Perfect. other. I told you we were going to have fun today. Mary Bessa Hoot, <laughs> get her on the court if you ever can. This woman's the real deal, let me tell you. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. All right, thank you.